We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast, the all gas, no <laughs> breaks edition. I'm Steve Perhatch, joined by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher, who apparently didn't think that was funny. I don't know what's going on with these two guys. I apologize. Uh, it's going to be one of those episodes for us today, I think. How are you guys doing? Oh, it's great until you berated us for no reason. Um, I'm doing good. Doing real good, Steve. Doing real good. All right, so Dusty's yeah, faking it, up. Sarah. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go, ready to debate. We have some hot topics to talk about today, and I have some hot takes and opinions about it, so I'm ready. Yeah, Sarah's kind of been worked up this whole pre, pre-talk pre before the show. It's been kind of fun, because normally I'm the one who has all the stupid ideas and says stuff that you guys just roll your eyes at. Like, you can literally hear your eyes rolling in as you chuckle at my takes, but mm. uh, Sarah's been bringing some fire today. It's been outstanding. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's up is down, black is white. It's very confusing, but I'm very excited about this episode. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, coming off the Packers' victory over the Raiders, let's just get some some rapid reaction. We don't want to dive too deep because I know a bunch of the people off the Packers Day podcast have already done that. But Sarah, what was your your reaction to the game? I mean, obviously the game was awesome, and the Aaron Rodgers' performance was unreal. It was just a fun game to watch, especially on offense. I know the defense struggled a little bit at times, but just watching the offense thrive the way they did was so awesome, and it was so much fun to watch. 
I don't remember the last time that we just rolled through a team like that in the recent season. So it was just so much fun to watch. It made me really excited for, you know, what this offense could be. The fact that Devontae isn't even back yet and they're getting those receivers involved and they're starting to build that trust and relationship was so great. And I think it just really hyped me up and I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be hyped about about that. It's, I mean, some of the concepts they're running and stuff that had built off prior stuff, and now we're seeing them kind of go back to things that have worked before because they've worked on those variations. Uh, we're seeing, you know, Vitaly more involved. Uh, he had a, he had a couple of really nice plays, and, and they got some really nice mismatches there. So just in that aspect was a lot of fun. And then, I mean, you know, the defense struggled a little bit. They also had that, uh, that amazing uh, fourth down stand at the goal line. That was a ton of fun. They had a, a red zone interception, like – yeah, uh, the defense could have played better, probably. Uh, the, the Raiders, I think, are a little better on offense than people thought they were going to be coming into the season. So I, I think it's going to be a cakewalk. But, man, putting up 40, putting up 40 and, and a perfect quarterback rating. It's uh, There are some people out there, I don't know how this happens, some people out there that still are complaining about things. And I get that things are not perfect. But, man, that was a fun game. Just a really fun game. Yeah, I thought one of the bigger takeaways, too, was off the defensive side, if you would have told me a couple of weeks ago that the Packers probably are missing Darnell Savage Jr. more than they were missing Devontae Adams, <laughs> I would have told you you were yeah. dumb. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of my bigger takeaways is, you know, the Packers' defense had to have known that Waller was the guy that they were going to be throwing to, um, and they just couldn't stop it. It was just between miscommunications, um, not being in the right spot when they should have been. So I'm excited, you know, jumping right into the injury report was the next thing we were going to talk about, but Darnell Savage, full participant. So mm. that is uh, pretty, pretty outstanding news. And actually, while it looks like it's a long list for the Packers, it was a long list of full participants because Devontae Adams was the only person who did not participate. Even though he was seen outside, like, kind of jumping around, I forget, what, like skipping or hopping or it's doing like something stre- like that. stretching and jogging, I think is what I heard. Okay. But uh, everybody else that was listed is either limited with veteran dressed. That was Belaga and Mercedes Lewis. And then we had a couple of, um, where's the other one? Jimmy Graham was limited with his ankle. Um, Rogers limited with the knee and Tremont Williams limited with a knee as well. So for as long as the list looks, this is probably one of the healthiest times as the Packers have been in the last couple of weeks. It's it's kind of exciting going into uh, Kansas City, especially when Mahomes, we're not really sure. We'll, we're going to jump into that in a minute. Uh, but it, it's kind of exciting. Sarah, what do you think? Like, it's been a long time since the Packers have been this healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we were all – I know we talked about it a few weeks back, and we were saying, oh, you know, there hasn't been a lot of injuries, and then we totally kind of jinxed everything mm-hmm. because then the next game seemed like everybody was dropping and going down. And it was really scary to see Devontae go down. I mean, that was huge. And, like, you, I completely agree with what you said about – I would have never imagined that we would miss Savage more than him at this point, but that was absolutely the case. And then Savage going down, I mean, that sucked. And there was a lot of key guys that were in there, and it was like, dang, like, we need those guys back. But the fact that they've been able to hold on and, I mean, play as well as they have and win games is insane. And getting us back and getting them in the mix is just going to be great. So I'm really excited about this. I think bringing them back in the mix, whether they come back this week, whether they come back next week. I know with Devontae, uh, we were seeing it was kind of like a day-by-day how he's feeling thing. But 
man, man, oh, man, if they can stay healthy and then get those guys back, it's going to be really fun to watch. So let's kind of scoot right along because injury reports aren't really exciting to talk about. Anyway, if you are on Twitter and you are a Packers fan, it is trade season, and people are pissed that the Packers haven't made a trade yet. They are legit pissed because the San Francisco 49ers have made a trade and uh, the New England Patriots have made a trade, so the Packers absolutely have to make a trade. So I kind of wanted to have a little fun, and we're going to talk trades because I want to go and talk about people that maybe aren't being talked about a lot right now. And Sarah wants to go off in a completely different direction, so I gave these two homework to do, and Sarah just ignored me and came up with her own topic. So, Sarah, we're just going to lead you off because you're really annoyed with people on Twitter right now. So uh, this is your your old man rant. This is a get-off-my-lawn type of thing for you. So uh, go ahead. This is my Steve rant. That's what we're going to call it. So, <laughs> I understand why people are frustrated. I get it. But I've been seeing a lot of people saying that we should trade for Kenyon Drake. And I think that right now that's crazy. Dusty and I talked about this, well, we all talked about this, and Dusty brought up some great points about potentially why they should kind of keep it in the back of their mind. But I think anyone that's really prioritizing this and, like, this is who we should trade for, this is the position we need to trade for, why? Don't don't do that. We have Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. I get if one of them gets hurt, it gets a little shaky after that. But that's not, I think, one of the positions where we really, really need to focus on people. I know – there's been a lot of talk about wide receiver and other positions on defense. Why are you focusing on a running back? Like It's almost like enjoy what you have right now. Those two have been playing phenomenal off of each other. One week it seems like it's one's week, then the next one it's the other. I think Devontae tweeted like last week and said we have the, the best one-two punch in the league, and if you disagree, you're on meth. or something literally <laughs> outrageous like that. Um, and it's true, like, appreciate what you have and I get that people want trades and I get what's going on there but it was just really bothering me seeing that one I don't know why that triggered me so much but it did so I'm like I'm gonna go on a Steve rant about this (laughs) and here I am so instead of looking up a trade that I would like I decided I want to talk about a trade that I didn't like so there we go I think Dusty and I both kind of agreed to be on the other side of this with you but it all depends on the value. I mean, if mm-hmm. the Dolphins are giving him away for a fifth, for a sixth, sure, bring him in. Like that, as a depth, as a depth running back, he's not a bad option at all. But if you're talking three, four for for a guy like that, then you're right. That's something that you don't need to really entertain. But uh, Dusty, you had an option of somebody you that's not. You know, look, everybody's talking right now. AJ Green or O.J. Howard, like those are the big mm-hmm. names of wide receivers, tight ends that the Packers should go get. Uh, so I kind of wanted to, to talk about some people that maybe not everybody in the world knows about who might be a good value pickup for the Packers. So, Dusty, who do you have in mind? Yeah, I have Corey Davis. Um, again, I've seen his name floated, and so I know it's out there. I don't know how prevalent it is. I don't believe it's very prevalent. Uh, but I like Corey Davis. There's, there's a couple reasons I like Corey Davis. He was, you know, uh, I think fifth overall a couple years ago in the draft, and he's never really quite realized that potential. Um, his highest receiving uh, – his best year was last year, and he had uh, 65 catches on 112 targets. So it's like a catch rate of 58%, which is an amazing uh, for 891 yards. This year so far, he has 22 catches for 317 yards. So for a guy that's drafted that high, you expect him to be better. But at the same time, he's been playing with, uh, you know, 
Mariota and uh, Gabbert, and then this year now Tannehill. Uh, so you know so he's he's had some issues with drops, but he is still he's a very talented receiver. Uh, and the thing that I like the most about it uh, was a couple things. He's got this year, next year, and then since he was a first-round draft pick, there's a fifth-year option they can pick up. So this wouldn't be just be a rental. It's for the this year and next year. Uh, the biggest thing I like, I mean, we've talked about it here before, is this kind of uh, plug-and-play ability. Uh, it's not it's not Madden. It's not just I'm going to trade for this guy, and then he comes in, and in two days is fully up to speed. No, you, <laughs> you typically have to like kind of ease these guys in a little bit. Like it, it's Every now and then something clicks, but it usually doesn't work that way. Corey Davis, however, you know, was with LaFleur last year in Tennessee when LaFleur was offensive coordinator. So while some of these things may be different and obviously his surroundings are going to be different, he's about as close to plug and play as you're going to get just because he has familiarity with LaFleur and he has LaFleur, uh, uh, LaFleurity, I think is what I was going to say, which is, <laughs> which is not a word, it's actually not a word. Uh, He's, he's with those concepts and everything like that. So if you're if you want a guy that that has you know kind of a high draft pedigree that has that skill set, but all it could, that could be a number one. It could also step into the number two, or even three. I'd say when Adams gets back, probably the number two at this point. Uh, I think Corey Davis. Corey Davis is your guy. I just think that's that's about as close to plug and play as you're going to get. So I don't know why to give up to get. I mean, I'm not giving up a first round pick for him. I don't sure. think, but. Uh, I think go, I think people have been talking, you know, going right around second round pick for him since he's such a high draft pedigree, still young. And you still get next year in the fifth year, yeah. Right, exactly. I, honestly, and, yeah, I'd, I'd give up a second round for him. So yeah, it's uh, it's been it's a lot. Like this is in a weird way, this is like NFL porn because there's so much of it everywhere. And people are talking about you know what they would give up and the things that. So it makes me kind of laugh because I actually saw something that. Uh, Jeremy Bregman from NFL.com wrote an article about every team should go after this one person and then the potential compensation. So I was very interested to see what that was, and he said that the Green Bay Packers should get O.J. Howard. Cool. I like that. That's a good name. Young uh, ascending player, several years left on his contract. He's got a fifth-year option as well. Uh the thought right now is that he's not available, but you know, if you threw a first round pick, the the, the Buccaneers might say yes. Uh, apparently, you only need to give up a 2020 uh, second round pick and a 2021 sixth round pick. No, oh, that's pretty good. So well, yeah, apparently. Um, why haven't they done that yet, Steve? Why haven't they? I don't they, know. They should, they I don't should know. have done that. Yeah. I mean, if you told me that he OJ Howard for a second and a sixth, like the next year, that, that, sign me up. I mean. I don't think that's a very realistic thing. So I kind of I started looking around of under the radar names that might be might be fun, kind of could help the Packers right now. I, I settled on Cameron Brait for a minute, and because he's the second tight end in Tampa Bay, he's he's a really good pass catcher. However, he is in the second year of a six year, forty million dollar contract. So I'm going to go ahead and say no to that one. <laughs> Another name I've seen that kind of has come up a little bit is Leonard Williams of the Jets. He's in the last, the fifth year of his um, rookie contract, so uh, he'll be a free agent next year. But he's sitting at fourteen point two million, which yeah, I mean, if you bring him on, then you're most likely going to have to move some numbers around, um, kind of transition something into either like a bonus or whatever, which you know Russ Ball <laughs> is not a fan of doing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of figured that one's not going to happen. So where I ended up going was still on Tampa Bay, but I went inside linebacker. And as you guys know, I think the Packers have been lacking inside linebackers for years. Oh, so do I you? Went, 
Yeah, no, you've not shocking. mentioned this yet. Shocking. Hmm. But uh, can I you tell us more? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to subscribe to your newsletter, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's called Old Man on the Lawn. Uh, <laughs> it comes out it comes out uh, twice a day. <laughs> but I said uh, Kevin Minter. I thought that might be somebody that could be kind of a plug and play guy, almost of just he be right put him right next to Blake. Um, I think he's a, he's much he'd be more effective than Goodson. He's not a one year contract for eight hundred ninety five thousand dollars. He's still twenty eight years old. He's an effective veteran. That's and I think that's somebody that you would want, especially if if Blake goes down. What do you have at inside linebacker? You have very 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 inexperienced inside linebackers, and that's a very important part of the Patton system. So, I think that could be a really effective thing. You could get him. Um, you could get him on the cheap, I think, if Tampa Bay's willing to give him up. And he sat in for uh, what was their their rookie that they um, inside linebacker that the Buccaneers got in the first round. You oh, hated him. Yeah, I don't care about it. It was one of the Devons, right? Was it White? Devin White. Yeah. Was it White? Then White. Okay. Yeah. But he stepped out like he was out for a game or two, and Minter stepped right in and played really well, had, I think he had over 10 tackles in one game, like, so still, still can play really well, so I think that could be a guy that would be really cool, I don't, I'm guessing it's probably not going to happen, but I will end the trade comment with, I don't think the Packers are going to trade for a wide receiver, if they do make a trade, I still say it's about 60-40 that they don't, I think they will go either defensive line, tight end, or inside linebacker. I think those are the three areas that they might try to improve upon as opposed to wide receiver because I think they still kind of like the guys they have, especially with Tate coming back. Make yeah, sense I to agree. everybody? No. I think, yeah. no so I think cool. at first I was, Pat I was kind of on the train. Oh, Sarah's on a delay <laughs> now. I was just, I'm cutting you off. You made fun of me for being an old man, so you, yeah, screw you. You're done. Uh, Dusty, Dusty, what do you think about Pat Mahomes? He's practicing already. He's practicing. He dislocated his kneecap, and he's practicing back on the practice field. What he's is a, going on? He's an alien. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The voice is a dead giveaway. Uh, he's clearly an alien. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, they said, I mean, they said, you know, they, they, they popped it back into place on the field, which is just, just a bonkers insane thing to do. But they also said that kind of saved him, so he doesn't have to get surgery. Uh, they also said, uh, what I hear, I think the most – the most optimistic I heard was like two to four weeks, but I think it was kind of more three to six. Um, yeah, every, know, everywhere you're, you know, like three weeks was kind of like the going thought. I know Sarah's got a take, so I'm not going to step on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it, step, step, if, if they feel like that he can practice, that's fine. That's cool. I'm glad he's doing well, man. I mean, it, I would love to see Rogers versus Mahomes. Um, it also seems insane to me uh, that they would – Seems like maybe practice kind of more like a walkthrough. I wasn't, you know, clearly was not at practice. So I don't know exactly how and like how crazy the practice was. I have a hard time believing it was like because I think they said Moore still got the majority of the snaps. Maybe like a hey, let's let Mahomes throw a couple passes. Maybe it's a uh, make the Packers think that maybe he might play, and so you have to maybe account for that. Was kind of my take, but it's listen. If his knees healed all the way, that's insane. Um, but uh, Sarah, Sarah, why don't you take this? I mean, I'm not going to get too worked up about it because you pretty much covered everything I was going to say. But I just think it would be really dumb if they did play him because they're not. it's not like it's a division game or anything. It's a regular season game in the middle of the season. And 
they need him later in the season. And I'm just thinking from a football fan perspective in general. Sure, I would love to see Mahomes and Rodgers. You would love to see Mahomes and Rodgers. Everybody wants to see that. As a fan of the game, you want to see that. But you also don't want to see a guy like Mahomes really risk himself and get hurt like that. And I just think it would be absolutely bonkers if they played him because obviously he's not 100%. There's no way, like you guys were mm-hmm. saying, it was kind of like three weeks was the time. And I get he might be better than they thought or it's more op- more optimistic kind of initial diagnosis. But I just think it would be such a huge risk and they're really not getting so much out of it. And I think it would be crazy if they played him. I hope they don't play him and not because I, you know, I'm a Packers fan and think that, oh, maybe the Packers – would have a better chance if he wasn't playing or something like that. But because he's a great football player and he's fun to watch and I don't want to see that happen or him get hurt again or, God forbid, get hurt and be out for the whole season. So I just thought it was crazy. It's not the same injury, and so you can't really make these comparisons. But my immediate thought was um, RG3 getting getting injured and then playing on that terrible field and then just his knee just – just collapsing under him as he dropped back in his career, never being the same again, like a, a knee and then like the kind of an ACL, the tear that he had and then dislocated kneecap two entirely different injuries. And I totally understand that, but that's, I, that's what I think of when I think of rushing someone back from injury for the long term and how that can hurt. Not just, um, not just, not just in the short term, not just for a season, but potentially longer ramifications. And like, like you said, like if, if, if Mahomes plays a half and Rangers it and is out for the season or even worse, as a football fan who loves watching that dude, it's just it's not worth it, man. It's just not worth it. Dear Kansas City Chiefs, please don't f up Patrick Mahomes' career. Seriously, like seriously. just don't. Like it's just, you just can't do that. Which they're smarter than that. I have to. Believe I think so. Than that. I think. I mean, it's. It. I feel like it. You know, it's almost like, like kind of gaslighting that. a little bit of like, hey, yeah. he might play. He might. Yeah, play. I think that seems like that's what it is. He may have taken, like, one snap under center and half walked it back before throwing and walked off. Like, that could have been he practiced. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I saw one video. He looked like he was limping around pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah, well, it I did can, not look I, can, I limp around all the time, and nothing has happened to me. If I dislocated <laughs> my kneecap, I'd be on the floor, buddy. No, I, you, you, have chil- you have children all over the place. I'm sure you you step on things like I do all the time or kick yeah. toys. like. There's a good reason you're limping around. Bottom of my feet are continually bruised. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Packers offense, Kansas City Chiefs defense. We've been breaking this down uh, every single week and continues this time. Sarah, why don't you kind of tell me the one thing that you're looking for in this game from the Packers offense or the Chiefs defense, just you know, where your head's at for the game on Sunday night. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be paying attention to what Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams can do. When I looked, you know, and did some research before we got on tonight, what I saw was that the Chiefs' run defense has been god-awful this year. And so I'm really hoping that those two guys can step up again, just like they have been. But just looking at some numbers, the Chiefs' defense ranked 32nd in plays per drive, 31st in rushing yards per attempt, 31st in rushing first downs and 30th in rushing defense efficiency so those are not great numbers at all and I think that's definitely something that the Packers should take full advantage of so I'm really going to be looking at that spot um, more than anything else and I think that's really going to be where Packers are able to break through and succeed too 
So, again, kind of like last week, I'm going to jump in before Dusty because, you know, we, we all know that Dusty drops real knowledge, and uh, Sarah and I kind of break down a little bit less than Dusty does because, you know, he's got his, all his fun stuff. So the Chiefs have kind of been in the up-and-down team of their defense performs well, performs bad, performs well, performs bad. So it's kind of the Raiders were the same. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde, they, they'd they have a great game and beat the Bears, and then they lost the one before that. So – they, they're kind of hit and miss again. Like they held the the Broncos to six points the last game they played last Thursday night, uh, and they gave up 31 to the Texans the week before. So it's it's been back and forth. I think they were kind of rising to the occasion, especially with Mahomes out. But, I mean, that Broncos offense is not good. We all saw it. Flacco is not great. So I'm looking at that again just to see. But the other thing I'm looking at is is game plan again. I'm looking at Lafleur because he has shown he knows how to attack a defense's weakness. He he identifies it and they pick it apart time and time again, and that's what I'm looking for. So kind of piggybacking on what Sarah said is is the defense that uh, is giving up all the rushing yards and not looking not great. Are they just gonna kind of ride that for a little bit? Because you know you saw Rodgers obviously still has it and can throw five touchdowns, run for another one. They don't need to do that every single game. They're going to find what the defense doesn't do well, and they're going to attack it. So I'm going to look for LaFleur to continue his, his really well-thought-out game plans, and hopefully they can do that against the Chiefs. Dusty, let's, uh, we'll give you the floor, give you like 15, 20 minutes for whatever you got for us. And, yeah, uh, you guys go get a snack or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll put ourselves on mute until you're ready to go. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have a ton for today. Uh, I had a couple main things I wanted to look at. So – so uh, you talked about that Broncos game. They the Kansas City blitzed uh, about thirty five percent of Flacco's dropbacks, and that's because Flacco is just a statue and he can't move. And then he also does dumb stuff when he blitz him. Um, so why not blitz him? Like just blitz him, man. Um, so they're about thirty five percent. But in general, as a whole on the season, they're blitzing uh, around it's twenty seven point nine percent of pass dropbacks, which the numbers I found uh, league average is around twenty eight percent. So they're blitzing right around average which they kind of need to do. Um, you know, they, they had that for years, that kind of fearsome pass rush. And then now this year, they're kind of – they're having to blitz to kind of generate pressure. They're only generating pressure on, uh, what, 25.8% of opponent dropbacks, which is 24th in the league. So you kind of have to blitz to, to do that. And so that's what they're doing right now. So when they blitz, um, they are allowing 60.3% completion percentage and 7.8 yards per attempt and a quarterback rating of 82.4. So that's good. Um, or not, it's at least not bad, right? Um, and that's blitzing, what say, 27.9% of the time. Rodgers <laughs> Rogers is being blitzed 23.7% of his drops back, which is which is less less than the Kansas City Chiefs are blitzing. But when he's blitzed, he's insane. When he's blitzed, again, 23% of the time, close 24, he's completing 69.1% of his passes, has 11.9 yards per attempt, and a quarterback rating of 133.3. 133.3. One being blitz, which again the Chiefs are having to do in order to generate pressure. So what the Chiefs are in a position now of doing is blitzing and having Rogers just murder your face. <laughs> Dusty, not, I was I was told he's not a lead anymore. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he's, he's that terrible. doesn't sound. Those don't sound like that. elite numbers. Those are bad numbers, man. Um. So yeah, you can you can blitz him and he'll kill you, or you can not blitz him and then you can't generate a ton of pressure and then he can pick you apart a little bit. So uh, the the Chiefs' pass defense is is pretty good. I think it's ranked top five by Football Outsiders DVOA. Uh, but we've seen what Rodgers can do, and if you have to blitz, we can. All, we've also seen what he can do to a blitz. 
Uh, so this is that. That's really good. The other thing on a, on a blitz I kind of look at was the Chiefs so far on 68 of their they, they blitz on 68 dropbacks total. They've allowed two passing touchdowns on 68 dropbacks. Rodgers has been blitzed on 55 dropbacks and he has thrown four touchdowns. So four touchdowns against the 55 while the Chiefs are giving up two over 68. Rodgers very good. Rodgers very good at, at, in general, but very good against the blitz. So if the Chiefs blitz him, he's going to do something. Uh, that's my main one. The second one is just kind of a – this is like a secondary stat I kind of look at. This is my – so the Chiefs' defense has been flagged. This is insane. <clears throat> Fifteen defensive holding calls through seven games. Fifteen. Three of them have been dismissed. So they only have 12 defensive holding calls in the book, but they have been called for 15 of them. It was like 15 times. So that's more than two ga- two times per game. They have been flagged for defensive holding. So – just don't be surprised if you see the Packers get a chance for a free first down or two just because there's some real, real grabby hands in that Chiefs secondary. Hmm. It's almost like they have somebody who can fly over the top who might get held. Almost. Hmm. Almost. Oh. Setting up very well for the Green Bay Packers, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Between Sarah's rushing and then this, uh, some of this passing stuff, I have a really good feeling about this. I like it. That will lead us right into our score predictions. Dusty, uh, all three of us predicted the Packers would win, so that means you and I are both sitting at 6-1, identical to the Green Bay Packers with our score prediction. Sarah is sitting at 5-2, and two, and we still have yet to decide what our wager is going to be, but we're going to continue on. Um, so we will uh, allow the, the lowest man on the totem pole to have the, the first pick because we don't want anybody to have the same score. So, Sarah, what do you got for us? I have the Packers winning this week. I think I don't think Mahomes is going to play like we were talking about before. And I think as much as that sucks and I would have liked to see it, it also kind of serves as a little bit of an advantage for the Packers. So I think we're going to win this one out. I know it's on the road. It's a tough game, prime time. But I think 34-31. Packers win. Mason Crosby at the end to clutch it. All right. I like it. Sarah, nice pick. Dusty, what you got for me? Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going Chiefs or Chiefs. I'm going Packers as well. Um, I actually and I think I had I was thinking about the Chiefs. I was just thinking about them a second ago. For some reason, I don't know why. Um, I I would have them. I would have picked the Packers even if Mahomes was in. Just the way this team is playing right now, I feel very very good about them. But I would have had a closer score. I. Uh, I think the the Chiefs are going to be able to run a little. Um, I think they're going to they're going to maybe look to do that a little bit more. They also have you know weapons. We saw what Tyree Kill did this past week, uh, just on pure speed alone. He took a crosser to the house that Moore put on the money. Matt Moore's not very good. Uh, he's he's a backup. He's fine, I guess. I just don't think he's very good. I think the way the Packers defense is playing, I think they're going to get a little bit of pressure, force a turnover. To I, I think the score is going to be. I've got my score at thirty-five seventeen. I think the Ooh. I think the game is going to be closer than that score makes it look. I think the Packers are going to score a touchdown late to put the game away and, and kind of extend that a little bit. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I do think it's going to be a close-ish game. Um, but I also think – I think the way the Packers are playing right now and that Chiefs defense, and I just – I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to keep up with what the, how the Packers are currently operating. That's fair. I mean, I, I like that. I think the one thing that worries me in this game is Travis Kelsey because yeah. we all saw how the Packers could not cover tight ends to save their lives in the last game. But it's still Matt Moore. So I am taking the Packers, but I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. I think it's going to come down to the wire, but I am taking the Packers 28, 
the Kansas City Chiefs, 27. Hmm. So I think it's going to be closer than we think. I think the home field advantage, I think um, the defense has been playing better as of late for Kansas City. So, But still, not enough to slow down this Packers offense, which I, I, I forget who tweeted it out, but they're actually, like, since Devontae Adams has gone out, they've, they're on an elite level right now. Mm-hmm. They are performing way better than than everybody thought. And, I, you know, as much as people have kind of had the argument of, well, this has been great that the Packers' offense has been without Devontae Adams because they've learned how to play without him, I, I call bullcrap. It's not great that Devontae Adams isn't there. They still would have been learning the offense. They were always learning the offense from the first couple yeah, of weeks. And- it was gonna be It was going to be an S show for a couple <clears throat> of weeks because they were out trying to figure out who was supposed to be where and how it was all operating and stuff like that. And you, as Dusty, like you have put out in so many articles, they're setting up their tendencies, and now those things are starting to pay off. And now that they, those are paying off, those can turn into different tendencies and different show. Like, I think I, that – I also think it goes honestly, Steve, to a little bit of what you talked about when you were making your point about LaFleur doing the game planning. I think, I think saying that Devontae Adams – going out has taught them how to play without him kind of does disservice to uh, to LaFleur's game planning ability. I think it basically says he was forced to do this because Adams is out. I think LaFleur is just good. I think he does this regardless. He just has not their weapon. I, I mean, I, I really think that, I, that that's what I believe. I think he's, I think they're doing, they would have done this anyway. It's just maybe it, it's a good little more glaring now that he is sure. out. But I think if you say that LaFleur wasn't going to change if Adams was in, that, that kind of is a little insulting to LaFleur, I think. <laughs> I, I agree, and yeah. I think the only thing—the only thing that Adams being out benefited was—I think you saw that there's a couple wide receivers on this team that Aaron Rodgers does have some trust in, and you know I think we got a player in Lazard. I don't think he's a mm-hmm. you know number one by any means, but he's a solid number three, number four, and you know Kumaro can it looks like he can play a little bit, and that's that's a really good thing to have like having that depth for and and having that trust Aaron Rodgers having that trust in those guys now I think that's a really big thing uh like especially game time because he had the trust for them on the practice field but now that he's he's showing that in the game that that's outstanding mm-hmm. so let's see we've got uh all three of us saying the Packers will win which uh we've done the past couple of weeks and they've always won so it's a good good <laughs> sign for the Green Bay Packers that uh, we all picked them so we are at the end of October almost, and I've seen all sorts of Halloween candy takes on the internet, and I wanted to uh, have a little fun because, you know, the top five is always there. Like, you know, everybody's got Reese's Cups, they've got Twix, they've got Kit Kats, Snickers, Butterfingers. Like, those are always the go-tos. I want you guys to identify your your top underrated Halloween candy because this is always fun because – you know, we, we always love the Packers, and we'll have little arguments here and there, but the best the best part of this podcast is when we yell at each other for our stupid food takes. Agreed. Exactly. Agreed. So, most yep. underrated Halloween candy. And I said candy, Dusty, not snack, so you can't say so, fun dip. Lo- loaf of bread, Steve. A loaf, a loaf of bread. <laughs> you just pour sugar just, on it, fold it over, a, and you got a sugar stand. Nice, crisp apple. <laughs> You're those people at Halloween, aren't you? Like, here you go, yes, kid. Here's a toothbrush. No, I I love Halloween, man. I'm a I'm a spooky person. I don't do that. Oh wait, wait before before we get into wait before we get into this, Sarah. Um, you know what are you gonna dress up for for trick or treating? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
you know, that totally contradicts my whole final thought for today, too. So I'm just, oh, that was good, though. I have to give it to you. That was good. Um, I told I told uh, them both before this before these before we started recording. I was like, I thought of a joke to make fun of Sarah at like five o'clock, and I laughed out loud to myself, and nobody else was around. So, you know, it had to be a good dad joke for that one. <laughs> that was. I'll give it to you. Wow, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I thought you would have just rolled your eyes and like, ah, oh, what a moron. I just so. think it's funny because you always you always do the youth thing, mm-hmm. and it makes me laugh because you always make fun of me for being young, and. I don't trick or treat anymore. Just so <laughs> I stopped that laughing. I stopped laughing. I do. I do like that she feels like she has to like debunk it though. Like she has to you make know, an official statement on the matter. It was a really hard choice to stop last year. But when I started yeah. going around my college apartment complex, people started telling me it was weird that I was trick or treating there. So I just I had to cut it out. So. I just thought it was that your mom and dad couldn't take you this year, so you decided not to. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was better than my joke. Nice job, Dusty. Nice. Oh, I'm literally crying right now. Like I'm laughing so hard that I'm crying. That was good. All right, props to you guys on that. Okay, so underrated candy. Uh, Sarah, what do you lead us off? Since you've obviously had the most experience, yeah, or the most recent trick or treating. What's uh, what's your underrated my candy? My pillowcase was full of candy last year. Um, so. In my opinion, one of the most underrated Halloween candy is the Jolly Ranchers that are the gummy versions that are, like, the rings. So if you're a fan of, like, the sour, like, if you like nerds or any of that other stuff, this is kind of similar to that. So I'm a big fan of that kind of candy. Of course, I like chocolate and everything else, too, but I'm kind of like a sour person versus sweet. So if you're into that, totally check them out. They have them in all the normal flavors that the Jolly Ranchers are in, like, the green apple and grape and watermelon and cherry, and they're really good. So I would look into it if you have never tried them before. All right, Dusty, what you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with something simple, uh, something that I love that I don't, I don't see a whole lot of love for, even though it's a fairly well known name, and that is uh, mini Heath bars because mini Heath bars are delicious. It's it's chocolate covered toffee. They're amazing. Like one of my one of my favorite candy bars. I absolutely love them. You don't hear a lot of people talking about them. We were talking before the show. You hear people talk about like you know Reese's peanut butter cups and all that stuff. Heath's a lot of times you'll get in those same packages, but like I don't know, maybe not. Like it's not. It's it's kind of like the lower end of the candy there. But I don't know. That, I put would, it up that would be the one that just stays at the bottom of the bowl. Yeah, I, like when you get to somebody's house and that's all they have left. Yeah, I put it up there with the best of them, man. I love Heath bars. Um, I, I'd say my number two is Milk Duds. Huh? Oh. Mm. Yeah, you guys. Ew. Oh, Ew. <laughs> no joke God, though. I awful. no joke. I love milk duds, and you guys are psychopaths. If you don't like, it, I'm gonna say this. This is on the record. On the record, if you don't like milk duds, you're a communist. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Milk yeah. duds was the candy that when I actually did trick or treat as a young child. <laughs> I have to be clear with that now. Sure, sure. That when I got that in my basket, I was like, "Here you go, Dad. I don't want the milk duds." Like, no, this is yeah. That's that's a good explanation. This is what this is what milk duds are. Let's say you and your friend are sitting there comparing your candies at the end of the night. You're like, "Hey, you got like a Snickers? Mm. I've got ten boxes of milk duds. That's a fair trade. That's exactly what milk duds are. They're just garbage candy." If 
if, again, it's garbage if you're a communist. And <laughs> I, I want it stated for the record that Steve is wearing a red hat right now. So, you know. Wisconsin well, matchers. Yeah, okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. <laughs> okay, you're right. I'm wearing sure. a communist hat. You're right. It says communist. Oh, he admitted it. He admitted <laughs> on tape. Uh, by the way, very underrated move for the Heath bar is to take like a hammer to it, crunch it up, and drop it on some ice cream. Yes. Yes. That is an outstanding move. Uh, and that leads me into my first underrated candy because I've got two. Um, the tiny boxes of nerds. Those yes. are outstanding because it's basically like a little shot of nerds because you can just open it up, pop it back, and the whole thing, you know, you can eat that in one 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 quick bite, which is outstanding. But rainbow nerds on top of ice cream. Yes. Oh, man. Yes, it's sir. awesome. That is one of my favorites. So I love those, especially the uh, the strawberry – what are they? Strawberry lemonade. Oh, mm. those ones are my favorite. So love those. And then, oh, I love strawberry lemonade. Anything is good. I think one of the most underrated ones are the flavored Tootsie Rolls because I think a normal Tootsie Roll is hot trash. I don't like it. It looks like somebody had to like – it's like a little rabbit turd basically. But mm. you inf- that with some red color dye or some orange color dye – I'm all on board because those are outstanding. All right. I want to disagree with your takes, um, but I cannot. I cannot. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to unless you're saying that a, uh, a candy is actually a snack. So, oh, if, you can, if you can back up that claim, though, <laughs> which I can through sheer ignorance, <laughs> it's, not, it's not really that hard, Steve. Yeah, right. I think, that, I, think, I think we've annoyed people enough with our stupid-ass Halloween candy takes. So let's, let's do some closing thoughts. Um, Dusty, I'm going to get you first because Sarah apparently has prepared something, so mm. I want her to kind of lead us out with that. I, yeah, I've, uh, just kind of what I, I always talk about around this time, I guess. Well, for starters, man, it's spooky season. We're like um, – it's it's almost uh, Halloween. We got Halloween in a week. I'm so excited. I love Halloween. I loved it more in my old house because uh, we'd have trick or treaters, and I would just watch horror movies, and I'd give them candy when they came up. We don't really do trick or treaters in my in the town I'm living in now. They just close down Main Street, and all the shop owners give people candy. So I don't get a chance to do that. I do oh, get a chance to there. Do you yeah, dress? Do you dress up with your children? Generally, no. I think we are no. thinking about doing that this year, but. I don't know. I'm not ready to unveil that. You'll see. I've, I've, I got, a, send I've got a clutch pictures. move. I've got a clutch move for you. What's your clutch move? Uh, Target and Walmart have like full on adult onesies? onesies. Yes, I've seen that those. are warm. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna is, I'm gonna be Olaf. How nice! See, the problem mm-hmm. has been like it's it's cooling down now, which is good. But the last couple of Halloweens have been like 70 degrees at night, and so I don't want to die <laughs> in one of those things. Uh, you know? That's fair. That's fair. I'm guessing I'm, I'm thinking more Wisconsin trick or treating, which is normally like okay. 40 degrees yeah. and like raining. Yeah, it might be, but it's been it's been no, horrible. Yeah, you can't wear anything in Florida where you have a mask or anything on because it's so hot and you suffocate in it. It's true. Man, I used to trick-or-treat in Florida. I know that game. I know that game very well. Um, uh, Yeah, so anyway, Halloween coming up. It's awesome. Do spooky things. It's great. Uh, My other one that I always close with is just stuff I wrote this week. I actually picked up a new article because apparently I don't have enough to do. Uh, So I had one hit. Today, Wednesday? Well, you're listening to this on Thursday. Uh, yesterday over on Packer Report, I started a new series that is not focused on the offense, and I'm going to be looking every week at, like, my favorite 
quarterback pressure the Packers dialed up the previous week. So that's going to be fun. Uh, my first one just went up this week, and that was cool. Uh, then I also have today my big article over on Cheesehead TV where I look at uh, some passing concepts, which, again, really fun one this week. The Packers are really kind of, you know, they've set their stuff up. Is it up. the cheese they've, wheel? The cheese, they did the, yeah, they got the cheese wheel. Oh, we got the standard. cheese wheel up in there. Uh some really fun stuff. Yeah, they're breaking out, kind of breaking out some of the original concepts. Now that they've found variations and finding those effective, which has been a ton of fun. Uh, and then I've got kind of a deep dive, uh, deep dive over on, over on Pack Report on Friday. So three pieces this week and going forward. Um, I'm tired. I'm tired, but it's awesome. It's been a really fun season. Really fun season. All right, Sarah, we're, we're waiting for this one because we you did not tell us anything at all, and you normally don't have closing thoughts unless you're trying to steal mine. So. Mm. Let's hear it. Okay, my closing thought, big life update. So even though I am a youth and you make fun of me for being youth all the time, today I got my first full-time job. So I'm So I'm officially, well, in two months, I guess, when I graduate, <laughs> I will officially be an adult. So hopefully, I don't. I know they won't, but the youth jokes won't have as as much ring to them because I'll be in the adult working world. So Steve's I'm really call- excited. Steve's going to call you for like the next 20 years, Sarah. So, Oh yeah. I know. Absolutely. But <laughs> in my, in my head, in my head, I'm going to tell myself that to make my, when I go to sleep at night, I'll be like, they won't make fun of me anymore. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, super pumped about Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Um, That's awesome. So I did an adult thing and now I'm very excited because you know, I just have to finish school. That's it. But there's no pressure. I did the one thing that, Ever since you're a kid, everyone's like, you have to do. So, Still super in Florida? Cool. Yes. So, Very cool. I don't want to say where yeah. yet until everything's officially official, but it's in Orlando and stuff, so I can stay here, which is great because I wanted to stay here in Florida. Um, so, I'm super excited. Um, it'll be a good experience. I kind of, in a little bit of ways, get to stay involved with the nonprofit that I already work with right now. So, that's great. So, anytime that I get to work with them, I love that job and what I get to do is awesome. So super pumped about it. Very so that cool. was my life update. Very cool. Congratulations. You know, I think this, you. Dusty and I can both go along lines of, yeah, we won't make fun of that for a little while at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. That first, yeah, that's very, very cool. Congratulations. Uh, my closing thought kind of leads into something else, but uh, for me, it's been a very long personal week and it's only Wednesday. So I will just end this by saying, if you have somebody that you love in your life, go tell them, give them a hug, tell them you love them. Um, and leading that into it, unfortunately, the uh, not unfortunately, but the Packers did win again. Uh, so traditions are traditions. Uh, unfortunately, I need to tell the two of you jamokes that I love you. Uh, and I'm also, again, for everybody listening, I am not looking at them in the eye because that would just be weird. I do love them, just, but yeah, always just averts his eyes, man. He's got a hat today too to make sure we. Just I haven't. I haven't it. been adjusting. I, I'm starting to. Get, it's more normal I for can't me now. See any of your face when you say it to us? Is, that, you, is that what you need, Dusty? Would you Would you like me to look you right in the eyes? Ah, uh, yes, please. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> if they beat the Chiefs, how about that? When they beat the Chiefs, then the yes, next sir. week I will give you both some eye contact when I say it. I think that's fair. It'll give me a week of emotional preparedness. Okay. I'm ready, baby. (laughs) I'll see. That's a perfect place to end it. (laughs) 
So thank you guys for listening as always to this. Um, I don't even know how, how uh, technically it's a Packers podcast, uh, but thank you guys for listening as always. Follow Dusty, Sarah, and I at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Keller for SC Perch, and always uh, at Packaday Podcast for uh, your daily takes on the Packers. We love that you guys listen, um, and we will catch you next week after a Packers victory over the Chiefs. And as always, go Pack Go! world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.